these children, because they are children. <laughs> oh, okay? yes, yes. These children don't need to be on this show. Like, Hey everyone, this is DJ here, host of Roses and Rejections, a podcast on the Pop Rate Network where we go over all things Bachelor Nation, joined once again by Lovey McPherson. Hi Lovey, how's it going? Hey DJ, how are you? Good, good. Here to recap another week of uh, madness on The Bachelorette. Uh, things just seem to get crazier and crazier. Once we think they can't get crazy enough, they just keep getting uh, crazier. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, interesting week this week. We had a couple one-on-one dates, couple group dates we're going to cover. Um, so just to get your, uh, first impressions, Lovey, what were your like thoughts of this episode so far? We're four episodes in now starting to, we're globetrotting, we're in Paris, France, uh, and uh, amongst some other locales. Um, but just what were your feelings on like this episode in general? So America can't see my face, but you DJ can yeah. see my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If that's an indicator, okay? Yeah. Mm. Where this is about to go. Because I still have the same question as I had from episode one. Why are these women here? Especially Rachel. Especially Rachel. I so that I'm so glad you brought that up. So I I I see an out for Gabby. I'm like, I think Gabby could find the guy. And maybe get into the, like, whatever, like, have an engagement and then maybe, you know, it falls apart. But, like, I see an out for Gabby. I see no out for Rachel. I don't think she could wind up with any of these men. Um, No, no, not at all. She's too insecure. Yeah. And, like, it's it's crazy because, so, they each have about... um, like seven or eight guys left. And what, so what's interesting is normally what happens is, so like, let's say there's 16 of them all together. Um, normally you'd have like maybe three or four go home a week until by it's week seven or eight, you're down to your final four, right? But because they've split the men, they can only basically Im- eliminate one guy a week. And it's all, it's just this crappy group of guys who like, Rachel doesn't know who to pick. And like, they're not going to bring more on, which I should have thought they should have done from the beginning. I thought by now they should just bring more guys on. And then at least like. We would be here uh, all year. (laughs) Well, I I don't know, man. Get rid of five an episode. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I feel so bad for Rachel. So, um, so let's get into it. So we're in. Wait a minute. Do you feel bad or is this self-inflicted? Ooh, I, okay. So I. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Where I do think this is a lot of Rachel's kind of doing this to herself. However, I feel like she's been put, I feel both of them have been put in a really weird situation where the the rules are so unclear and they don't know how to navigate this. And I don't think they have someone in their corner being like, this is what you got to do to help them. That a lot of self-doubt and insecurities are just piling on top of them, especially Rachel, (laughs) especially Rachel. Um, okay, so here's my observation, okay? And I don't yeah. know if this has ever happened in the past in Bachelor history, but I know for my show, Married at First Sight, mm-hmm. there are quote-unquote experts. I mean, yeah. they're no more of an expert unless they have a degree tied to it, but they don't. Um, but, you know, they're experts in the the situation, you know, okay, where they're, yeah. they're very aware. So married at first sight, 
you have one people who have been married, okay, who are still married, so they get offer advice. So have they ever had experts on the show to help them navigate through this, especially because they're so young? Yeah, so not to that level. The closest they've gotten is um, maybe midway through the season, they'll have a former lead come on who maybe they're close to, so a former bachelor or bachelorette, and say, hey, how's it going? Maybe I'll go on a date with you to check out the guys and give you insights into like what guys are good and what guys are trash. Um, an expert? That's oh, it's just... not. It's not an expert. <laughs> Well, okay, wait, before I say anything further, are said expert, quote unquote, are they still in their relationships or? Uh, They they kind of don't, they they really don't bring it up. So they'll they'll try and get the one from the immediate previous season. So they probably are. Um, Very rarely will will they get like a Rachel Lindsay or a Sean Lowe who... You know, it's been five or more years and they're still with their person, right? Right. Maybe husband or wife at this point. And they'll come back on and, you know, but they don't really have a relationship with the lead. So it's kind of awkward. Typically, the previous leads have relationships with the current ones because maybe they were in their season or it's all just super incestuous. So they all know each other. Um, (laughs) But that's as close as it gets to like, what I'm putting in air quotes, experts. I don't think they ever have someone who could truly, like a therapist or someone who can give insights. They'll have like fake experts go on and be like, here's to explore your love language. And it's all contrived. I'm like, it's a producer who they put a scarf on and was like, go pretend to be an expert. You have a bachelor's in like uh, philosophy. So you could probably fake it. Um, This is is the blind leading the blind, basically. One thousand percent and so sometimes though you at least have so what i would say like matt james's season so i really liked his season because i thought he was a good lead in being able to like navigate the labyrinth of Mm -hmm. of like this kind of of this jungle and the women were like pretty interesting to watch um his was a good season nick vile's season was fun because he's just like a funny guy sometimes they'll just get like I think this we might have seen this more if it was just Gabby's season, but someone who's like willing to be self-deprecating enough and laugh at everything to where like you enjoy their enjoyment from it, or at least perceived enjoyment. Um, but I think with the two leads, they don't know where to go. And this show's natural instinct is let's just get, especially in the bachelorette seasons, let's get to women crying. And because Rachel's crying all the time, the camera's always on her. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and, and, right. and get started. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so we're in Paris, France. Um, Jesse Palmer comes out and speaks uh, incredible French to the guys. Now, at first, I thought um, he just had this prepared, but like the pronunciation was so good. What I later learned, Jesse Palmer is Canadian, so he actually can uh-huh. speak French. Uh-huh. He uh, had a heads up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um he he actually does speak french as a second second language because i think he's from uh i don't think if it's um montreal i think he might be from mm-hmm. montreal so that's like uh mandatory learning if you're there so that that was fun uh so this is interesting uh they bring all the guys to to france usually when they go on location they get to stay in a beautiful hotel or some kind of location and they're like welcome to france uh tino and 
Yeah, right. Jason and Tino, you guys think you're one of ones. Everyone else, come on to this Virgin cruise ship and like a no less than five minute package for this Virgin cruise ship, which I will admit looked amazing. I'll never be on it, but I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Um, why? Why you don't like cruising? I'm not a big cruise guy. I well, so two things. One, I assume that the cost to get on that particular cruise ship is so prohibitive. I would never either be able to afford or if I could want to pay that money to do that. Um, and like, I'm not a cruise guy in general, but to be fair, I haven't gone on a cruise in like 10 years. So maybe I, it's oh, something I would be like, I know. Give it yeah. a shot. I know. Give it yeah. another try. I, I'm definitely not poo-pooing cruises. Just that ship looked way <laughs> too expensive for anything that my like my butt would be on so uh, maybe i'm wrong though um so this is a first as far as i know they've never done this before where they had all the guys and i and gabby rich too everyone stay on a cruise ship um what did you think of this setup i mean it's it's economical you got Mm -hmm. room and board and food so why not because i'm a big cruiser i love cruising oh okay okay so i get it yeah, you yeah. got everything under one house. Why not? I wouldn't I, be surprised if I see it going forward if they I, travel into internationally. I was going to say, it's actually an interesting uh, dynamic, too, because the thing is huge and there's only 20 of them. You know, imagine you got all the, the crew. So, I mean, let's say, you know, can, you know, it's it's really stretching it. It's 100 people. Everyone could get their own suite with the size right. of this cruise Yeah, ship. I was wondering. Um, I was like, these men cannot be in like a regular old cabin. They have to be no. like in the, you know, top tier. Yeah, cabins. probably like Rachel Gabby and Jesse Palmer probably have the best suites, um, and then the guys probably just have their own estate rooms. But there's no way they're sharing rooms. Um, it's it's like interesting too because you have to like you're you're have the ship and you're moving it and powering it and everything. But for this like small group of people, but I, I guess it works, you know, it's probably better than flying everywhere. Cause it seems like they're going off to Belgium next or whatever. So I, I guess for Europe, it's really good. If you have all these, you know, coastal, you know, cities and countries you could go to, it, it definitely works. I just thought it was um, so interesting that they, they had never done this before. Um, and also what I found interesting, it seems that they're splitting like Gabby and Rachel and the men because the thing is so big, right? It's like, you guys got this part of the ship. You guys got this part of the ship. And it seems like Rachel and Gabby aren't seeing each other a lot, which I thought was interesting. And I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of liked it better when they're together a lot and they get to kind of share their experience with each other. But it seems like they've removed that part of it, um, which I think is silly. I don't like it. Yeah, right. I don't like right. it because I think that perpetuates Rachel's sense of insecurity. Mm-hmm. If they were together, and they had change, uh, uh, opportunities to exchange notes because then you run into the issue where they were at the boxing match and, well, how come Gabby is getting all the attention? We know it's her date, but why uh-huh. is she getting all this attention? Yes. And, oh my God, I'm not getting, I'm not paying attention to me. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump. Oh no, it's all good. Um, let, let, let's talk about that because I, I do think that kind of uh, illustrates the point of what's going on. So there was a group date. It was Gabby's group date and Gabby's men uh, like had a boxing match with also like a professional love to Gabby. Weird, weird date, but sure, whatever. <laughs> Rachel's men were there, not participating in the date. And Rachel was also there. And so like the part of Gabby's date is so glossed over 
because it's just kind of unremarkable. Nate had a really nice thing that he said to Gabby. I, I'm so convinced Nate is going to win for Gabby. Oh, he's the one. Yeah, and it's like, well, the out is for Gabby to be with Nate, and then whatever happens, happens. And honestly, I'm fine with that. I The only thing that, like, I'm... I don't know how I feel super well about, and I have obviously no insight to this. I don't know that Gabby's like ready to be a mom or a stepmom for Nate's daughter. Um, and that's, that. yeah, it's, it's the only <laughs> thing, but like Nate, like in a vacuum, I love so damn much. So I just, I wanted to win and I'm like, sure, maybe Gabby could be a stepmom. Well, we'll see. Um, but that, that'll be an interesting hometown. Um, so when, when the hometowns are the women for the final four men, they meet, they meet each of the men's families. So if Gabby meets Nate, his family and his daughter, that'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see even if they include the daughter, because the show's kind of cagey with kids. They like there'll be a Zoom call or a FaceTime, but you won't always like see them and there'll be like a video package of the kid, but um I'd wonder if they'd have her do like an actual interaction. We'll we'll have to see if it gets that far. Yeah, and I and I get it why they would yeah. have that separation because you just don't want to introduce just any old one to your children. Yeah, you want to give it time so that you can get to know that person and and so forth. Yeah, yeah and weird in a TV setting. Um, so so that was this group date, and then what it led to was um. Rachel was just like, none of the men were looking at me. They were just looking at all the guys, like talking to Gabby. And I'm like, well, yeah, they're like fighting each other and they're sport. all buddies. Yes, it's a sport. It's hello. I was like, really? How old is Rachel again? Isn't she like 30s? No, she's under 20. She's, I think she's 26. I'd have to look at oh, that. But that yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that makes sense. Because I'm just yeah. like, stupid. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call it that, Lord. She was less than smart. I'll say that. <laughs> so, yeah, Gabby is 30 and Rachel's 26. Yeah. So okay. Gabby's got a little bit more maturity, which yeah. totally makes sense, by the way. Just like, Right, right. Um, oh, my God. They're not paying attention to me. I'm like, they are watching a sport with guys of whom they have been in a little cocoon with. Mm-hmm. From I don't know how many weeks now, and you yeah. really think that they're going to be focusing on you? Okay, so here's my thing. Here's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's primarily Rachel who has the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, Gabby too. Because we said this. I said this last week. If you're not getting the attention that you require, verbalize it, talk it out. Yes, take the lead. Yes. You, you can't always expect someone to, you know, get, if they don't know, because they don't know. They're still Ex- in the process of getting to know each other. So they don't know what she needs and what she requires. And exactly. Yep. So I, I, I just don't understand. I don't get these children because they are <laughs> children. Oh, okay? yes. Yes. These children don't need to be on this show. Like, Okay, well, go ahead. And and you know what it is it comes down to they're doing it for the follows and they're doing it for like future appearance fees. Because <laughs> like once once you're a lead, if there's any bachelor con or any bachelor event, the, the appearance well, fees like, is bachelor like, con. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kid mm-hmm. out. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this a real thing? thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. Shut and the front door. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. 
and the appear. I don't know if it's called Bachelor Con explicitly, but there is um there is like a convention uh where um it's like they they'll get other leads together and they'll do like rapid dating and stuff like that. I got I got to figure out what it's called. I know there's Bachelor Live on stage, um but regardless, yeah, these uh, like live shows is a whole industry. Anyway, my point is appearance fee for a former lead is like a hundred thousand dollars. So that's why they're here, right? It's like maybe they'll find true love happens like five percent of the time. Um, but Rachel just wants to leverage this into a I mean, or maybe she wants to be a pilot. It seems like she wants to be a pilot. So that actually really raises the question is why is she here? Um, because she like brought that up on her one-on-one date with Tino, where it's like, I I want to like focus on my career and be a pilot. And Tino's like, okay. Right. It was like they had like a weird conversation on their one-on-one. Um, but yeah, on on the the thing you said with Rachel and her group date, it was so odd she had that reaction. She confronts the guys about it later the next day, and the guys are so confused. They they had no idea what was going on. They're like, well, we didn't know. Like, right. it, I think it's hard because some of these women, when they're leads, it just like gets into their head. Like, the guys are chasing me. The guys are chasing me, and it's like, well, they're also really nervous. Like. It's you got to give them the space. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, I, th- I actually thought Gabby this episode, because you're saying where like she kind of needed this attention too. I thought Gabby had like a better wrangle on it this episode for mm-hmm. what was going on. I mean, to be fair, she was getting like showered with uh, praise. Um, I want to talk about if we could talk about it real quick. Uh, Gabby's one on one with Jason, because this I I thought was pretty interesting. Not the date, but her interaction with Jason. So mm-hmm. they they go to like this like this cafe and they you know are kind of going around Paris and then they get the dinner and Gabby like Jason's like oh you're not really like like talkative and you seemed you know kind of reserved and Jason comes out. Uh, oh, you know, I'm just kind of like shyer. It's hard for me to open up to experiences, but I really like you and really like this journey and kind of gives her a lot of that self-affirmation. Um, and I just thought it was like really interesting, um, his like approach for why he's on the show, but I like him. I like Jason. I definitely think he has final four potential. Um, I don't know, like, did you have any thoughts on, on him or his interaction with Gabby um, when they were talking to, during their one-on-one? No. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, no, I didn't because I was just amazed and I felt sorry for the cameraman having to trek all around Paris or the street that they were on. Right, right. In the rain. And yeah, <laughs> it's like everything is supposed to be a scene from a movie. And, oh, we're going to kiss in this clear umbrella. I, and oh my God. It, I And you're walking in. It just seems so unrealistic. I mean, yeah, it's it's they're definitely trying to to do that, like just like, oh, this is just so beautiful. Uh, Emily in Paris, find your true love. Uh, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, it it's cheesy. I I didn't hate it, but yeah, I could see you know for someone's like this is just ridiculous. Think of the crew. Um, I will say I did a little bit of digging because I, I was curious about this because you know Jason was like I kind of keep everything private private. I found his Instagram. It is a private Instagram account, which surprises me because when guys go on the show or girls go on the show, they usually have open Instagram accounts so you could follow them. Um, so I was like, he, he has a closed private Instagram account. So maybe he is being legit and is on this to find true love. I, I don't know, but I, I was surprised by that. Um, Are the rest of the cast social media open? Is it oh, open? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? See, that's so weird. Cause again, on Married at First Sight, 
their accounts are locked, sealed. Interesting. Interesting. Until the end. No, I want to say it's even after decision day. Like we have to wait a while until everything opens up. Usually the way it goes is they'll have open accounts, but they won't post anything Mm -hmm. unless it's like the episode airs and they will post something on Instagram from that episode. Uh Or once they're eliminated, then they'll totally come back on. It has happened in the past where sometimes the winners will close their accounts, but I think they discouraged that because it was kind of a spoiler. Now, if Jason does win, that'll explain why his account was private and closed. But I would be surprised Um... that they would do that um okay i maybe i'm being fooled but he just seems like a genuinely good dude like i like jason i don't think he'll win but i definitely think he'll make final <laughs> yeah i mean from what i got the vibes i, I kind of felt it so you know he was yeah. being himself it wasn't too much of a representative yes yes yeah, yeah. so yeah I, he's, he's a good contender but yeah you know we're, we're pulling for nate oh yeah oh we are absolutely pulling for nate <laughs> um on on the other side rachel's one-on-one date with tino that man seems like he he is a representative and, and he is there to lower taxes and, you know, make you happy, Rachel. And, and I'm here for you. And, and I, I just don't find Tino very genuine. Um, she likes him, but I, there's something about Tino. I, I can't place. I, and so earlier when I said, I feel bad for Rachel. Here's why I feel bad for Rachel. I cannot find four guys for Rachel. I really can't. I, and I'm like, what are our hometowns going to be? What is 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 Meatball going to be one of the final four? Because she seems to like Meatball, even though he rejected her last week. But now he's back, and and she seems to like him. Logan's going to swap sides. Logan's so this gonna... <laughs> proves my point that I said last week. Yeah, they selected the one that you know they accepted the roles from the one. Because they did not want to get eliminated. And that's yep. exactly what Logan did. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it seems like we're going to tease where, because I know at the end when Rachel gave Logan uh, the rose, she's like, I, I know we didn't get into the talk, but we'll talk more later. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is that talk going to be about? Oh, <laughs> does she know what's going on? Because I, well, so what I found interesting was I don't know why he accepted her rose because he had the talk with Jesse Palmer. Uh, and we're jumping to the end, but it's fine because this is like fascinating. So it's right before the, it's during the cocktail party. We'll talk about the cocktail party because there are things to talk about with the cocktail party. So to talk about the cocktail, during the cocktail party, uh, Logan goes to Jesse and says, Hey, I think I'm with Gabby. And Jesse goes, I don't know what you want me to do about it, man. This this is your thing. You want to tell Rachel, you want to tell Gabby. I don't know what you want to do. Wants no parts of that. (laughs) I know, Mm -hmm. which is weird. The host is sometimes supposed to like help in that area. But I think Jesse Palmer is just here for the drinks or something. Cause you know, and to show us his amazing French skills. I, I, amazing there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's he's not here for the dirty work. He's Mm -hmm. not here for the dirty work. So he's like, your bag, man. Uh, and then <laughs> Logan's just like, okay. So it gets to the rose ceremony. Rachel offers Logan her final rose, and Logan's like, okay, I right. will take it. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> What's your that means he's gonna go home. Well, but okay. So, but if he plays this out, if he takes it and says that he wants to go with Gabby, Rachel's gonna be like, okay, well then, I guess leave because you don't want to be with me. But then is Gabby gonna say, okay? Is Gabby going to be that person who takes the guy that rejected her? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I think she, she has some integrity. Yeah. Right. So he's screwed either way. Like 
the best integrity move for him is like to say, hey, I can't accept this rose. Maybe explore a connection with another guy. I'm actually in- interested in Gabby. And then it can play out from there, right? But by yeah. taking the rose, you've eliminated another guy that maybe she could have found a connection with because uh, it's definitely not with you. So now you seem like a jerk. So it, it just yeah. is like for him, it's the biggest lose-lose ever. So um, I thought Yeah, because that- I felt bad for Quincy because he didn't get very much time. I felt super bad for Quincy. And it was another guy too. That was like, like she didn't even talk to them. Like what? Yeah, yeah, it was a selfish move on his part, definitely. Yeah, and Rachel, you, you can't afford to be picky, man. You, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's not looking good. Um, okay, so uh, so after, so we're going to go back a little bit. After the, so we had the one-on-ones. We had Gabby's group date. After Rachel confronts the, her men about what happened, Rachel gets her group date, which I feel confident in saying maybe one of the worst group dates in this franchise's history. We had the love, I don't know what you would call it, like session, expo, whatever, where there's these these two French people and they're just like sucking face and everyone's walking in and it's like, oh, and they're like, you must explore the connection. I'm, I'm not going to do my Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast, but uh, <laughs> be our guest. <laughs> so, like, hey, we need you to show Rachel how much you love her so that there's three elements to this, which just awful first one they're like show your pickup skills to rachel i don't know what that meant but it was the guys being like hey rachel i like you and you're hot or whatever it was so awkward the guys didn't know what to do rachel didn't know how to respond some were like oh let me kiss you or blah 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 um then there was like oh we you know show her your awesome kissing skills hated that and then the last part, and I wish everyone could see your face, Lovey, because this is just the, as the French would say, piece de la resistance right. on the, the, sh- the shite part of this whole endeavor. The pheromone portion, oh, God, where it, it involved oh. Rachel being blindfolded and smelling the dude's armpits. And I wanted to die. This is the worst thing you can put on camera. Have they, they ever do anything like this on Married at First Sight? Just like smelling dude's armpits? No, no, they don't do that. No, that's just, I want to say the last time that I saw something like that. I don't know if you watch other reality shows, but do you watch uh, Shadows of Sunset? I don't know. So there was um, a scene where one of the cast members, uh, Reza, he was going out on a date and his uh, fetish is smelling guys' armpits. And oh, he no smelled way. it in the middle of the club. But that's the only time I've ever seen activity as such on television. I I don't know if if a producer saw that episode that you're talking about and was like, we need that. Um, but it was it that was like the worst thing I ever saw. Yeah, that's but but that's they get down like that over there across the pond. They're they're into that. Yeah. So culturally, yeah. I could understand it's awkward get- for us, but yeah, it's just I don't I don't like seeing men's hair yeah, under their I, arms. I like, yeah, I get it. It's 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 different, right? Like yeah. you know, unless I, I think it's it's either or. It's it, if that is the case, you need like a bear of a man who's like hairy everywhere. 
And it's like, well, I'm just saying, like, you either go all the way or none of the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, that, yeah. That was, but that was, that was bad. bad. Um, and mm-hmm. um, so that portion of the date happened. So th- then we get to uh, the cocktail party. So uh, Gabby's portion, to be fair, quite unremarkable, but that's fine because we had our boy Hayden. Oh, Hayden, this man, this this crazy ass man. So, okay. So um, he's out of his mind. Apparently he like referred to Gabby and Rachel. I don't know if we saw this, but they said that like he referred to them as like these bitches or like these bitches are going to get over on us. So trash human, awful. Um, so th- this was honestly for me, like, I thought like a funny sequence. I don't know how you experienced this. So Hayden's talking with Rachel about how he left his dog Rambo, who is dying at home to be on the show. And Rachel's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Which like wrong audience, by the way, Gabby is a dog person. Like Gabby has a dog is very into her dog. Maybe would have actually sympathized, sympathized with that story. Rachel does not appear to be a dog person. So this wasn't exactly landing, but like, she was like, oh, okay. And like, she kind of heard him out and seemed like very nice. So then Meatball. I can tell, I can tell you're really hurting <sighs> and you're really close. <laughs> yeah. I, God bless her. She did her best. God bless her. She did her best. <laughs> Not everyone's a dog person. I, I don't know. It's tough. Like I, I heard that story and I'm like, dude, why are you here? Like, mm-hmm. why are you on this show? Like, what? You think it's a score you points? So, anyway, Meatball goes to talk to... I don't even know Meatball's name. I think it's James, but I'm just sticking with Meatball because everyone knows him. Everyone knows him by Meatball. Right? Yeah, right? That's Meatball. Meatball goes and talks to Rachel and is like, hey, I don't... And this happens all the time, by the way, Lovey. This happens all the time. We're like, guys, we'll say what other guys said. It's like, it can backfire or it could be good. It could backfire if it's like... Well, Focus on us. Why are you talking about this guy? Um, but or it could be, oh, I'm glad you told me. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, Hayden's been saying some stuff, mentioned the bitches comment, and um <laughs> and and was like, you know, I just wanted to let you know. And Rachel's like, thank you so much. So she goes and finds Hayden. The guy's like, Oh, she looks pissed. Goes and finds Hayden. It's like, hey, I want to talk to you. And he's like, Oh, is this about Rambo? And like our conversation about Rambo, mm-hmm. Rambo, this, Rambo, that, who that's the dog's name. And she goes, you think this is about the dog? And the way she said it was like so indignant and so perfect. It was my one like, yes, like moment for Rachel. And she's like, you think I'm here to talk about the fucking dog? (laughs) Right, right, right. I was like, you need more of that empowerment, Rachel. Like you clearly have that in you where like you're able to like empower yourself, like bring that out more, not just in your moments of rage that this guy who like... talk to and i think he like was like oh i got an ex-girlfriend with like bigger boobs than rachel or what like just like heinous shit like awful 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 so she confronts him he's like i i wouldn't say those things yeah production isn't around <laughs> yeah right like we can't like, re- rewind that back and like i don't know if she got like affirmation ahead of time but she's basically like, like well i don't think james would lie so you need to leave and like it's just like okay bye and it's so funny because i'm like well do they like throw him overboard because they're on the boat but it's like the saddest thing he just gets off like the loading dock to like the warehouse area like she just like lets him leave which like good for her man hayden's like awful but i was confused why did she completely walk him down like 
I wouldn't have gone. Like, why am I walking him yeah, down? It's Just odd. leave. It's odd. They always do that. They're like, hey, let me walk you out. Sometimes women are like, no, get out of here. There was a guy in Michelle's season who again like very heinous and some real off the wall shit and she was like you gotta get out of here and 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 he was like can you walk me out and she was like no i'm not gonna walk you out so (laughs) okay sometimes they do sometimes they don't it's person dependent Mm -hmm. um because usually like the thing is like if you're leaving like amicably they walk you out like hey i liked you but don't work out let me walk you out right i get that like you were a piece of crap get out of here right um so so that they end the the, the cocktail portion early because Rachel was so upset. This is also an overused trope that happens all the time. Meant that some of the guys didn't get time with Rachel, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Quincy wound up going home. Someone else wound up going home who I, I couldn't even remember their face. Um, and, and Logan, we have the teaser for it seems like Logan's going to uh, switch sides. So um, yeah, that was this episode. We we are approaching the halfway point. Think either next episode or the one after. That'll be our halfway point. So we're like a third of the way through about um where where are you at, Lovey? Where where how, how are you feeling with everything going on? I agree with you. Rachel is not gonna find her person. Mm-hmm. Or if she does select someone by the end of the season, they're not gonna last. No, because she's not in tune with what she wants. I don't even think that she's in tune with the person that she is, because that's the only way that you can actually have a meaningful relationship when you have a a sense of self. And I'm not saying that you can't have that at 26. But by today's standards, because I know when I was 26, I was pretty in tune with what I wanted and what I needed in order to make me happy. But I've always had a sense of self. So I've always kind of put my needs first um, because I, you know, you can't, you're, you know, they say you're not supposed to be with someone to make you of a whole, right? Yes. Supposed to come in together as a half to come to be a complete unit. Right. Yep. And I think that's what Rachel is looking for. She's looking for someone to complete her and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Gabby. I, she has potential. Yes. But she has some work to do on herself as well. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting. Sometimes usually after they pick whoever they get time together and usually the make or break is fantasy suites and not because it's the time when you get to sleep with the other person, but I know Rachel Lindsay talked about this on her season. She knew it was going to be Brian because during fantasy suites, it's like 12 hours of no cameras. So you get to talk about like finances, kids, like all like the, like the real stuff that like would entail to marrying someone. So a lot of the leads who have been successful said the best part about fantasy suites is it's time to have those really crucial conversations or, Hey, are we going to like actually do this and get married? What are the things we need to do to get happen? Actually on um, Tasha's season, one of her guys, Ivan, it was like so sure, like he's going to win. And like, they were like a really good match. And Tasha um, was like very devout in her religious beliefs and Ivan is atheist, and that's literally where it fell apart. They had that conversation in Fantasy Suites, and the relationship the relationship fell apart right there. 
Okay, so, so I'm assuming that Tasha is a black girl. Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. Yeah, because we yeah. that that's a very um <laughs> urban name. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, okay. it was like the next day she like called it off. And they didn't say it explicitly, but um I was like, we had some, I think he called it like irreconcilable differences and doing further deep further deeping. It was like, yeah, this guy was just like hardcore, not budging atheist. And yeah, that just was not gonna fly with Tasha. So I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I no, I need you to believe in a higher power. We don't necessarily have to believe yeah. in the same one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. just to something where you know there's something bigger than the both of us. Yeah. And 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 that that was that. That was that was that for their uh their relationship so sometimes stuff like that does go down where it's like those real conversations happen after fantasy suites so you know i I think it'll be a good opportunity for let's say gabby and nate like really talking about the things with nate's daughter Mm -hmm. um where i think she has things to bring to the table to understand what it means to be married i don't quite think rachel is there Mm -hmm. i think for her fantasy suites would be 12 hours of a good time and not really doing that like deeper learning you need to do to understand where this if you're actually gonna marry a person so well that's good because i i kind of always wondered that with the bachelor it's just like Mm -hmm. when do you really get that time to where you get to know the yeah other person you go deeper than what we see which is the surface on television yeah so that's good to know yeah it's that and then usually after um you the select person they win those two get time together privately like the bachelor arranges like somewhere where like there's like usually a resort somewhere and they get to spend time together with like no cameras and they're like cloistered because they don't want spoilers and stuff like that and that's a lot of the time where the lead and the person say oh we like really got to know each other and they like film cutesy packages and stuff like making breakfast and stuff like that um it's another area where we've seen relationships fall apart um and the guys and the girls say actually uh gonna gonna put a kibosh on this so there it'd be better if there was more of that before making the selection but it seems like for the people who are really serious about it it is during uh fantasy suites so So my question is why is marriage the end goal so it's interesting engagement is the end goal that like as long as you're engaged at the end of the show the bachelor chalks that up to a win that's what they want they want an engaged couple at the end they don't want a married couple at the end so do you know how long the process is oh like what which process like the 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 show the show yeah i think it's about three months three to four months oh okay that's enough time to go a little deeper and you know get to know someone because married at first sight is eight weeks okay okay so that that's less but they put more pressure on them as well because again they have experts to help them go along in the process yeah my my assumption is that married at first sight is actually interested in getting two people to you know get married and work through a lot of those things and you're watching that happen you're mm-hmm. watching growth and development happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas this show, you're more or less just like watching a good time. Yeah, but a lot of the, because we call them contestants, <laughs> a lot of the contestants on Merit at First Sight 
a lot of them could very well be on The Bachelor because that's their mindset when they go into it. I see. Like, oh, I'm about to gain a whole bunch of followers. Okay. okay. This is my time to shine. I'm going to get all of this 15 minutes. And if I can extend it by another five minutes, I will. So you have had people who have never been in love before. They've never even uttered the words or mm-hmm. they've never been in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. So... When they get into the thick of it, like, oh, wow, this is a marriage. This is a binding contract. And I really got to talk to this man or woman. And we got to sit up here and talk about our feelings and our finances. And I got to live because they're living with one another 24-7. And they, you know, they've never met each other. So I think if they could take some elements, because I think we've said it before. I think you and I have discussed it before. Elements from um, what's the show on Netflix? With Love is blind. Love is blind. They took yes. some elements from from Married at First Sight and put it on Love is Blind. I I agree because the thing with Love is Blind that I found so interesting. I think the guy's name in the most recent season was Nick, and like every bone of my body was this man is not ready to get married. He does not want to be married. He's just fighting. I can't remember the woman's name who he was with. Um, but the just, Asian, the Asian girl. No, she was. She was white and she was very like, um, she was the one with like the hot dog costume. And she's like, I just like to have parties and like dress up. And it's, and the guy was like, you want to dress up like a hot dog for fun? And she's like, yeah, I'll dress up like a hot dog for fun. And this guy like couldn't get it. But like, he was like 36 and she was 28. So the age gap and maturity gap was so wide. And I'm like, there's no way, I think his name was Nick. Um, There's like no way these two are going to get married. And they did. And I'm like, in the package, like he did not seem happy at all. Uh, but I'm oh, Nick. Oh, yes, Nick and, and Danielle. Danielle. Nick yes. and Danielle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's like, really, you two are gonna get married? Um, right. But yeah, apparently, apparently, they're still married, baby. Um. Yeah. Wow. But that that was wow. I was wondering too how much like how that was um the the um editing being like we want to make it seem really contentious and bad but actually it's fine we just picked the clip packages where it's like they are about to strangle each other okay but at the same time you they can only edit the footage that they have true so if you're giving me going off the rails yeah absolutely as an editor i'm going to use that oh yeah Apparently they are still together. Man, good for them. I can't believe that word. But that's the interesting thing about like Love is Blind and you know, Married at First Sight as you're explaining is that the stakes are so high where it's like you saying yes is it a great it's like contract and to, to end that is really messy. Whereas mm-hmm. The Bachelor, it's like, oh my God, this beautiful engaged couple, they're going to get married when most of them do not get married. Right, like, right. The, so the, the-, the Bachelor said something very, I don't know if the word clever is right, but where they, they have this Finat this this uh, goal line of engagement that makes it seem like a true love story when it's really just like a fancy promise that you could very easily get out of. As as someone who has been in an engagement and and not been in it, it sucks. It's awful, but uh, you know it it is way easier to get out because at some point you're like, oh my god, am I going to get married? And then you know, you right. know there's, there's no legal binding in an engagement. Right. Um, there's no consequences. No. Yeah. Um, but and and they and the bachelor even like move the goalposts where like if there's no engagement, but oh they agree to date and they'll be like, Yay, true love, blah blah blah. It's like that's even flimsier. Well, some couples have done that on Meredith for sight as well. 
Oh, like really? They, okay. They've opted to end things in the marriage, but they wound up dating a little bit longer after the process. Because again, it's only eight weeks. So, right, right. you know, how much can you really, I mean, you, you have time to learn the other person, but it helps when the cameras are gone. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's what I've heard with the fantasy seats, fantasy suites where it's this pressure cooker of, you know, it's only 12 hours, but look, we could sure we could like have sex or whatever, but then we could like, just like maybe stay awake and like really talk and hash stuff out. And mm-hmm. like I said, it seems like the serious people do that. Whereas the less serious people treat it as like, Oh, let's, you know, right. what can you do in 12 hours. Um, right. At least eight of them, you might talk, have, yeah relations in the midst of a pandemic and now monkeypox and oh. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm still i'm still so confused by all of this I, yeah, I but can't. i'm sure that they get tested but oh it's so cringy i know it's i mean that like the cruise ship could be this like weird bubble or it could be this weird thing where we all catch a disease um <laughs> but we'll see we'll just go from country to country who cares um, Which is why I haven't cruised in a while. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm waiting on that because it was already a petri dish anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to talk down on the cruise industry. It's okay. No, no, no. Yeah. It's uh I gotta give it a shot at some point. You do, um, you do. But carry yeah. your Clorox wipes with you. That's what yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I that, emptied out a big tub and that's put it clever. in a plastic bag and carried it everywhere I went. That's clever. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Um <laughs> All right, lovey. Well, uh, this is another fine episode. Um, before we go, do you have anything to plug or mention or uh, th- throw out there to the listening audience? Uh, yeah, we just dropped an episode of our recap. Well, it's more or less like our predictions of mm. the current season for Meredith First Sight season 15 in San Diego, California. This is interesting because, you know, those are my roots. I'm from California. So it's interesting nice. to see how things are going to unfold because we were always wondering why all of the episodes have been primarily back East and the furthest West that they've gone is Texas. And we were thinking like, well, maybe because, you know, California has so many restrictions or laws when it comes to marriage. Right. So we were wondering like, Uh, why haven't they come? But then lo and behold, they've come to California. So this is interesting to see how it's going to play out. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, we uh, it's up right now. It's on definitely here at Pop Break, but it's also up on. I have a visual uh, video on YouTube. Oh, great, great. Yeah, so it's under Live, Laugh, and Lovey. All other social media platforms: Twitter, IG, everything. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'll just say here. Uh, check out the Roses and Rejections Twitter account. We're still tweeting away during all the the nonsense and then um if you guys also want to check out um my other podcast mostly nitpicking we just reviewed the michael myers cat in the hat movie which is terrible it's awful but it was a good you know 90 minutes of us being like what's going on here um alec baldwin's in it and it's just odd uh never watch it it's bad uh so but check that out if you want to hear our misery um All right. So that's it. Uh, Thank you, Lovey, again uh, for joining me for this. We will see you next week in a new country. I think we're going to Belgium or whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, Thank you, Lovey. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for everyone uh, at the Pop Ring who helps produce and edit these. And uh, we will see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.